Welcome to Pioneer Church Online. We are so glad you joined us this morning. And it was such just a beautiful and sweet time of worship. Thank you, Carissa, for leading us through that and just inviting the presence in this place. And in each and every home, wherever you're viewing, um, we just know that you sense that presence as well. But again, we're just so happy that you joined us. You could be viewing any other church, but you decided to join Pioneer Church, and we're just so thankful for that. My name is Tasha. If it's your first time watching with us, me and my husband have the privilege of leading this amazing community called Pioneer Church. And again, we're just so happy you joined us. If it is your first time, or even a second time, and you haven't filled out a Connect card, you can do that online. Um, at pioneerchurch.com slash connect. You can fill out a form there so we can get to know you. I know that times right now are a little bit strange and we can't really meet face to face, but we would love to get to know you through either a phone call, an email, um, just to see who all's joining us at Pioneer Church. And we don't want anyone to fall through the cracks, so please fill out a connect card um, if you haven't already. We just love to get to know you. Also here at Pioneer, we do believe in the power of prayer, so you can submit your prayer requests online at pioneerchurch.com slash prayer. You can submit them there, and we pray for that request to stand firm with you. Um, also submit your praise reports. We would love to know what the Lord has been doing in your life during this time, what He has done, so that we can celebrate and rejoice with you. But please fill it out there. Um, anything you, you can find anything at our website, pioneerchurch.com. Um, but for the prayer request, do forward slash prayer. We also believe in living a generous life, not just here at Pioneer Church, but as Christians in general, um, we believe that the Lord has called us to be generous. Um, and one way we do that is giving. Um, and we give you three different ways that you can give. You can give online, again, at pioneerchurch.com slash give. Fill out the information there. You can also text the amount to 84321, and it will lead you to the um, link to sit, fill out your information. And you can also, if you feel led to send in something physical, um, if you don't live here with us and you want to just send something in to pour into this ministry and so into the kingdom, you can do that. You can send it to our P.O. Box address. Everything's going to be listed at the bottom of the screen. So if you miss anything that I said or need the address, it's going to be on the bottom. It also is going to be on our website at pioneerchurch.com. Um, again, we are just so happy you joined us this morning, and I know that God has a powerful word to speak through Pastor Jeremy. Um, so let's just prepare our hearts, prepare our minds as he brings the word. We know it's going to be an awesome day in continuing what God is doing already in this place. Amen.
morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're so glad that you can join us. Um, again, you guys can say good morning in the chat. Say hello to your neighbor. You know, love on them through the chat. Uh, we are actually working about uh, getting back into Visible. Um, there's some conversation stuff going on, so it's stuff to get excited about. Uh, we don't have an exact date yet, but we will let you know and let you know what the procedure will look like and how we're going to do this. But again, um, we, we know the church are the people. You know, we are the church. Um, and where we meet is just a location. Yeah. But we don't want to give up meeting together. So we're in conversation. We're trying to do our best to figure out what's the safest way for everyone to have to be in community without compromising things so that you know we get each other, potentially we, we get each other sick and so we don't want to do that and so we're doing our very best. Um, man, th this, this mini-series that I'm gonna be doing for the next two weeks um, is something that uh, God has just put on my heart and I just feel, feel as if it was such a pivotal time for this that the Holy Spirit put this on my heart and that I wanted to talk to you guys about this um, and if you haven't like share subscribe on all of our social platforms and uh, because there's a lot of people asking this question right now right a lot of people are praying right now a lot of people are talking are trying to talk to God and the question that seems to be happening over and over and over and over again is God are you listening are you are you seeing what's going on Right? Yeah. Some of us are in our house right now. It's like, God, I, I don't know if you're listening. I, I don't know if, if you're seeing what's going on. And, and the thing is, I think sometimes we're scared to do that. We have this fear about doing that. Because I don't know in what belief system you grew up in. But I do remember growing up, uh, I wasn't taught this directly, but it was implied of like, don't question God. Right? Because you're not supposed to question your parents. Like, don't ask me any questions. Just do, do what I told you to do. And so, naturally, we have this inclination to view God the same way. Where we don't want to ask God any questions. And there are many stories in the Bible of creation questioning the Creator. The creation questioning the Creator. And I want to let you guys know at home that this mini-series, this isn't a series of answers, but this is a series about invitation. This isn't a series to where we're going to talk about it, and at the end I'll have an answer or like hear the answers, but this is just a series about invitation. I believe, I believe with all of my heart that with the right heart, God invites question. God invites question. Notice I didn't say with the right temperament. I didn't say with the right temperament. I said with the right heart, God invites question. I think, I, and we've been raised and we've been conditioned to know that, oh, we can't go to God when we're angry, or we have to go to God when we're sad, or you better be careful who you're talking to, that, that's God. But God understands your frustration. He understands your anger. He understands you, you, your sense of confused, your sense of, he understands all of it. And sometimes we're just conditioned to press it down and before you go to God, you know, you have to do, you have to get yourself in the right place and you have to get yourself in the right emotion. And if you're not in the right emotion, you're, you're rude to God and that's not true at all. Yeah. It's not. 
God understands emotions. God has emotions. You can see it all throughout the Bible. He has emotions. And so why would he create beings without those emotions? I remember one time, it set me free when someone was like, have you ever been mad at God? And I was like, don't say, don't say that out loud. Like, he can strike us. Like, what are you doing? He's like, no, 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 you ever in your prayer time just get mad at God and, and just yell at him? And I'm like, no, I would die, duh. He would strike if me dead. But that's what we're conditioned to understand. And in that, I remember looking up and he's like, it's okay to be angry with God. It's okay to go to God and say, God, are you listening to me? I, I feel like I prayed this prayer already. Why can't you hear me? Why aren't you responding? Why aren't you listening? And I want to I wanna set this straight. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how people are going to take this, but I'm just going to say it. Every week we come to church. Every week we go to church. And we treat church sometimes like a 30 to 40 minute sitcom. We do. In 30 to 40 minutes, we want the preacher or the pastor in 30 to 40 minutes to tell me a story. And at the end, I want you to make me feel good. Yeah. I want you to wrap this up in 30 to 40 minutes. Because right, how many sitcoms have we watched where in 30 minutes, there's a problem in the beginning of the episode. And by the end of the episode, problem solved, there's a solution. And I want to be real and transparent with you guys. That's not life. That's not life. God doesn't wrap our problems up for us in 30 to 40 minutes on a Sunday. But there's faithfulness that must be connected. Like, if we can just move out of our minds that say, oh, I'm going to church because the pastor's going to give me the answer. No, 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 that's not true. I want to I wanna train you guys. I want to help you guys for your future. Because in 30, 40 minutes, I'm not going to give you the answer to your problem. But in 30, 40 minutes, I'm just going to point you to Jesus that entire time. And I'm going to say, here's what he's faithful to do. Yeah. Here's what he's faithful to do. And so we're going to read out of the book of Habakkuk. I like saying it, Habakkuk. Uh, I'm going to read out of the Amplified Version just because I like the, the verbiage that he uses. And so to give you a little background, Israel is, is, is it's a southern tribe, southern, Israel's southern kingdom, and it's just a time of injustice and idolatry, and Israel's ignoring the Torah, and this time there's a time of violence and injustice, right? There's a lot of violence and injustice, and they're ignoring the Torah, and to top it off, all of Israel's leaders are tolerating it. They're turning a blind eye. And so we pick up in Habakkuk, and, and we're going to read 1 through 4. It says, The oracle, a burdensome message, a pronouncement from God, which Habakkuk the prophet saw. In verse, we're starting in, in tune. This is Habakkuk talking to God, right? So all of Habakkuk is, is Habakkuk having a conversation and being frustrated and angry with God. And this is a conversation between God and man. And you have to understand that God invites conversations. He invites questions. He invites frustrations. And this small book of the Bible is an exact, an exact example of this. But look at the things Habakkuk is talking about. He's saying, oh Lord, how long will I call for help and you will not hear? I cry out violence, yet you do not save. Why do you make me see iniquity and cause me to look on wickedness? 
for destruction and violence are before me. Strife continues and contention arises. Therefore, the law is effective and ignored and justice is never upheld. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, justice becomes perverted. And I look at that and I started reading that and I'm saying, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Like Habakkuk is praying the same thing that we're praying in 2020. He's angry about and frustrated about the same things that we're frustrated and tired about in 2020. He's saying, God, there's injustice going on and the leaders are tolerating it. How many of us have said that today? God, do you not see the injustice going on? And, my, and the people who are over in us, they're either turning a blind eye to it or they're tolerating it. And Habakkuk here is praying the same exact thing. He's saying the same exact feelings, the same exact prayer, the same exact emotions that Christians today are having. This is why when people tell me, oh, the Bible doesn't speak to me today, I'm like, how? This guy's literally, this prophet is literally saying the same things we're saying. God, there's injustice going on there's immorality going on there's a, it's violence going on it, it existed during his time and yeah. exists in our time so i'm allowed to look at the scripture and say he gets it because this is some of my prayers sometimes weeks ago we saw that we saw the young man get hurt you saw him die, lose his life Right? And we look at that and we're like, God, it's happening right now. This is happening right now. And God invites those emotions. He invites those feelings. He invites, he says, yeah, yeah, I can handle it. There's so many times where I feel like we're told and we're conditioned to say, no, just just press it down. Don't ask God. Just be thankful. Don't ask him any questions. Mm -hmm. Just praise him. Listen to Hillsong. Listen to Bethel. Listen to Elevation. Like, listen to that music. Listen to worship music. And don't question God because, you know, don't do that. Just say thank you and keep it going. Wow. But that's not the God that I serve. That's, right. that's not the God that I serve. If we looked all, all throughout Scripture, you can see God in the Old Testament asking creation questions. And then we see Jesus in the New Testament asking the disciples questions. And so in the same way, God is... See, y'all have to understand that the cross did so much. It not only bridged the gap between man and God, but it in invited God to ask us questions. And it invited us to ask us questions back to God. knows what we're going through right now. Yeah. Pandemic, injustice, violence. And he's saying, God, are you listening? Do something. I'm, I'm asking you to do something. My people, your people, they're living crazy. They're wild in these streets. I don't know if he said in these streets, but that's, you know, the modern day they're running rampant in these streets. Things are not being upheld like order. It seems like chaos is going all around me. Are you listening? Are you watching? Are you here? Are you here? 
learn in, in the first four verses, we learn, I learned three things in the first four verses. And, I'm, and if you guys can write down these three things, I promise you, you will go back and read these things later on in life or even tomorrow and say, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I remember this. First thing is that it is okay to ask God questions no matter your emotional state. It is okay to ask God questions no matter your emotional state. Because God is not scared of your emotions. Yeah. You're not going to hurt his feelings. You're not going to make him insecure. You're not going to make him like, oh, I'm, I'm stepping on eggshells. He is not that God. He's not scared of your emotions. His love isn't conditional. He's not going to say, oh, you talk to me all crazy, so I'm going to smite at thee. He's not that God. He's just really not. Yeah. He's not. And I'm going to show you in another verse that says that he's not. So first thing, it is okay to ask God questions no matter your emotional state. The second thing, injustice, violence, and turning a blind eye has always existed. Why? Because sin exists. And until Jesus comes back, it will always exist. But just know that sin has been dealt with and will be dealt with once and for all. Injustice, violence, turn all, everything that goes on, all this stuff that goes on that throws the world into chaos and, and, and it throws it into a mess, it existed, it will exist, but there is an end point. Isn't, isn't that the beautiful thing about it? Is that in Jesus Christ, in Jesus, there's an end point for sin. There's an expiration date. It won't go on and on and on and on. See, sin isn't uh, eternal. Only Jesus is. And you have to know that where, where, when sin stops, Jesus reigns, begins forever and ever and ever and ever. And amen. There is a stopping point. There is a stopping point. And point three, God is always listening and he will always respond. Yeah. He will always respond. It may not be the way you want him to, but he always responds. I want to read a verse to you out of Psalm 34. 15 to 19. It says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He's saying right here, this is a promise. This is in Psalm. This is a Psalm of David. And he's saying that his, the eyes of the Lord are always on the righteous. So in a world full of calamity, in a world full of injustice, hurt, pain, insecurity, in a world full of it. It says that the Lord's eyes is always on the righteous. So I want to let you know today, Christians, that his eyes are always on you. It's always on the righteous. There's not a time where he misses a beat in your life. There's not a time where he overlooks you. His eyes are always on you. Yeah. And even when you cry out and the Lord hears your name, Lord hears your name.
your voice. The same way he heard Habakkuk, the same way he hears, he hears your praise, he's hearing them. He says that he's close to a broken heart and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And so, what does God do? He responds. You have to understand that when God asks questions, we may not like the answer we receive. Or when we ask questions. How many times when we ask a question of God and we went to God and we're like, God, I need you to do this. God, will you do this? Are you not good in this? And then we get the answer and you're like, oh, that's not the answer I wanted. <laughs> that's not the answer I wanted. What do, you, what do you mean? What are you saying? You're just being silly. No, you don't mean that. And that's what happens is Habakkuk called out to God with all these questions and frustrations. And then God answers, right? Anyone ever pray for a job or a promotion or a boyfriend, girlfriend to be in a relationship or to, you know, we pray for these things and we're like, all right, God, I need you to answer. And God goes, no. And we're like, wait a minute. Wait a second. I, I prayed to you. Why, why are you saying no? Or we pray for a job or a spouse, or we pray for a child to come back, and God is like, okay, and he answers, he's like, God, why did I get this opening at like Burger King? Like, what the heck? That's not the answer I wanted. You, you know what I wanted. And so we see that right here. In verse 5, it says, the Lord replied, look among the nations, see, be astonished, wonder, for I am doing something in your days. You would not believe it if you were told. For behold, I'm raising up the Chaldeans, who are the Babylonians, a fierce and impetuous nation, who march through the earth to take possession of dwelling places that do not belong to them. The Chaldeans are dreaded and feared. Their justice and authority originate in themselves and are defined only by their decree. Their horses are swifter than leopards and and their horsemen some galloping and come from far away. And so God tells him, He's like, You all right, you want me to you want me to save you, Habakkuk? You want me to like work? You want me to do? Okay, I'm going to use the Babylonians who are the Chaldeans or the Babylonians. I'm gonna use them to, to you know chastise Israel. That's what I'm gonna do. That's my that's my that's my decision. I'm gonna do that. And Habakkuk goes, what? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Is Ashley Kutcher next to you or something? Like, am I being punked? Are you, are you for real? Out of all the things you can do, you're going to use the Babylonians to, to, to put us, to put us back in order. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why, why them? They're worse than what we are. And so, and, and, like, Habakkuk gets so angry in verse 12. He goes, are you not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, my Holy One? Are you not from everlasting? But I love this point because he, people, I read over this a couple times and I didn't notice this. But he says, are you not from everlasting? We will not die. So even though God is, and you have to understand because a lot of questions were raised in me was like, well, why would God use a wicked nation like Babylonians to chastise or correct Israel. Like, why would you do that? Why them? 
And and as I was praying and studying this, it just confused me. I was just like, because I'm sure it confused Habakkuk. He's like, you're going to use, they're wicked and corrupt and they're evil. Like, they're bad people, but you're going to use them. And I realized that God does not endorse evil. He doesn't endorse it. Like, God is not a, a promoter of evil. That It doesn't make any sense. God does not endorse Babylon. And if you read, like, when you read, I know I skipped a couple verses, he's going to hold all nations accountable. He's going to hold Babylon accountable. Mm -hmm. But he does allow them to, to do what they want to do. See, God never will ever, ever, and it's not in his nature that he will ever endorse evil. That's not the God that we serve. But he will allow them to run their will, to chastise Israel. And you got to understand, because it says it in Scripture, it says God will turn all things that are once evil for you into good. So right now, Habakkuk's view is like, they're an evil, wicked group. Like, you're going to use them, and, he's, and, God, and we're going to go over this next week. And God tells them, like, listen, I, I'm telling you, like, it's all for your good. It's all for your good. I'm going to work this out. I've already worked it out. And what, what he says here, what Habakkuk says is, is, is so is so pertinent. And it's just like, God, because I had the same questions. I was like, and then look, and, and I'm just sorry, guys. I just want to read this to you. He says, we will not die. This is verse 12 in the Amplified. He says, O Lord, you have appointed the Chaldeans who rule in Babylon to execute your judgment. And you, O Rock, have established them to correct and chastise. Your eyes are too pure to approve evil. And you cannot look favorably on wickedness, then why do you look favorably on those who act treacherously? Why do you why are you silent when the wicked destroy those more than they? Why do you make men like the fish of the sea, like reptiles creeping on things who have no ruler? The Chaldeans bring all of them up with a hook and they drag them away with a net and gather them on their fishing net so they rejoice and they're glad. And he, tell, and he tells God, like, why are you doing this? And in, in the beginning of chapter 2, he says, I'm going to stand here and wait for you to answer. Mm. Guys, I, preaching this, like I said in the beginning, I know this isn't an answer, but this is an invitation. This conversation is happening between God and Habakkuk. And so my, my question was is always just like, are we having the same conversation? Like, are, sometimes, and it really is, like, I think, and, and this really convicted me because I believe that sometimes we, we come to church every single week and we're like, all right, pastor, preacher, give me some answers. Give me some joy so that I can, you know, make it through next week and see you back here on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But how many times are we challenged to go and have a conversation and question God. If you don't mind coming up and playing. Habakkuk is saying, hey, they're, they're worse. They're worse off. Why, why Babylon? Why Babylon? Why would you use them to, to like put us in order? And it always brings me back to the scripture. It always brings me back to the verse where God says, my ways are higher than your ways. Yeah. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
and my mercies are higher than your mercies. And these are all in Psalms. And he's like, it's like, they're so much bigger than that. There's so much, the way you reason and the way you understand and the way you understand the world is, is not like mine. I want to look, because to the root of it, Habakkuk, he, he really begins to question God at the end of this. And he goes, God, I'm having trouble to see where you're good. I'm having trouble to see that right now. And if we're really honest with ourselves, and if we ever got a quiet moment with ourselves, I believe we'd ask God the same question, or we say the same things in our heart, God, I'm I'm having a hard time seeing when you're seeing where you're good. I have a hard time seeing where you're faithful. I'm having a really, really tough time in this. Because I know I'm supposed to be thankful and I know I'm supposed to love you and I know I'm supposed to have faith in you and I know I'm supposed to do this, but like I'm having trouble to see where, where this is good for me. Right? I'm having a hard time seeing where this is going to work out. And it's making me question how good you are because I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm not here to give you an answer. I'm here to increase your faithfulness. I'm not here to give you answers and tie this up in 30 minutes and be like, well done, Pastor, you, you put this on, you put this, uh, you wrap this up in a nice paper and you put a bow on it. No, 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 no. That's if you get, if you that's what you get out of here, I don't want you to get that. I want you, I want to give you an invitation. I want to welcome you. And I want to welcome you to, to who God is. And not all of who God is because I don't even know. But I want to give you an invitation. And I want to set you free from a lot of legalism that you have going on in your mind. And I want to set you free from that because I want you to go to God in your own space, in your own town. And say, God, are you listening? God, I'm struggling right now to see where you're good. I'm struggling right now to see where you're faithful. And this is where it gets real for me because these were my questions. God, I don't understand why, why people of my skin color are suffering. I don't understand why there are countries all over the globe and people, kids who are starving. I don't get it. Sometimes I struggle to see where you're good. I don't understand why all these people are unemployed. Why did you allow this pandemic to happen? I'm struggling right now. I don't get it. And it seems like you allowed things to go from bad to worse. Struggling, like I know you're good, but I'm wrestling with it right now. I want to, I want to give you guys an invitation. I, I really, with, like, with all of my heart, I want to break down all these legalistic barriers, and I want you to be able to go to God in your own time, in your own space, with your own temperament. Just say, God, I'm struggling right now. I know you're good and I've seen your hand, but right now things are going from bad to worse. And I don't get it. I don't get it. This week, today, I wanna I wanna end with a couple of questions that I believe can help you on your walk. I believe it's gonna help your relationship with God. I believe it. 
So the questions I want to end on are, what are the hard questions you're not asking God? What are those questions that you're not asking God? Because even in me, there are questions that I'm, I'm, I'm scared to ask God. And I think I'm scared because I'm scared of his response. I'm scared if God says, listen, you just got to trust me, but the next season's going to be really hard. I'm scared. I don't want to hear that. That's not the bright and shiny gospel, right? No, but it is. Jesus says, in this life, you will suffer. And he doesn't mean it to be mean, but he's like, if you're going to follow me, you're going to suffer. Like, this is real life. What are the hard questions that you're not asking God? Second question. What are the answers he has given you that you don't like? Oh, man. Oh, man. What are the hard questions? That's the first one. What are the hard questions you're not asking God? The second thing is, what are the answers that he's giving you and you don't like? God, I want to be in a relationship right now. Chill. What? God, I, I said I want to be in a relationship. Like, should I be in this relationship with this guy, this girl? Should I be there? Should I? And God is like, chill out. But that's not the answer I want. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, like give me, like, come on, like, this is, this is a. He goes to church. She goes to church. I see them pray. They close their eyes and they looked at me and I, we looked at each other when we were praying, like, <laughs> caught eyes. And God is like, no. I thought you were a yes God. I thought you were a yes God. And we have to understand that he doesn't say yes to our will. He says yes to his. Yeah. And the thing is, is that sometimes we want to throw a temper tantrum and think that God's going to bend to our will, but he's such a good parent that he just goes, no, I know you're upset right now, but I've worked this out for your good already. He's looking at Habakkuk. He's like, I know you're upset. I know you're angry that I'm using the Babylonians, but I've already worked this out for your good. See, you only see in front of you. I see the entire picture. So what are the answers that God has been giving you? He's been answering. And some of you guys, like, you've been like, Pastor, I've been praying. I've been praying. And then you tell me your situation. I'm like, I think you have your answer already. God is saying, wait right now. God is saying, no. God is saying, yes. And you're like, but I don't want him to say yes or no or wait. We always want God to say yes to what we want, what we're ready to do. But are we willing to get a yes to places that we don't want to go? Or are we willing to take a no when God is like, no, 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 no. How do we react when God says, wait? third question. This is, this is the hard one. This is the hard one. This is the hard one. Will you be faithful even if it's not working out your way? Oh, man. Pastor, why did you have to ask that? Will you be faithful <laughs> even if it doesn't go your way? Even if it doesn't go, will you be faithful to trust him? Will you be faithful? Isn't that the hardest thing, though, when God gives you the answer you don't want? It's the hardest thing to be faithful after that. 
It's always easy to be faithful when it's going our way. It's always easy to be faithful when we're like walking on sunshine, right? It's like, yeah, God said yes to this. Amen, amen. God is good. God is good. Finger guns everywhere. But are we faithful when God says no? Or do we go, fine, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it my way then. Fine, if you're not going to work this out for me, I'm going to do it in my own strength. And then what happens? We, we do it in our own strength and we're just exhausted. We're burnt out. And the thing that we should have been in there a long time, we end up burning out in the first couple of weeks. Are we faithful? When God says no, when God looks at us, he goes, I love you. I have to do this with Ava sometimes and Izzy. I love you, but right now it's a no. And Ava, come on now. She's a pastor's kid. She has a little temper tantrums. And I have to look at her and say, I love you, but... I'm a little bit older than you, and I understand the situation a little bit more, and I can see how this is going to end. But, like, I love you, but right now it's just going to be no. In that moment, does she get angry? Do we all get angry like children in that moment, right? Yes. Do we throw our temper tantrums? Yes. But here's the beauty about children, is that within the next five minutes, Ava will go do something, she'll come back and she'll be like, I love you, Daddy. Are we like that? Right? Are we like that when God says no? Yeah, God is not scared of you getting angry, angry if there's a temper tantrum. He's not. But after that, again, I didn't say right temperament, I said with the right heart. Because the right heart says, God, I just love you. Right after, I just love you. Even though you said no, like you, you get it get it. I don't get it. I don't see the big picture. I'm just a little piece in this entire puzzle. My prayer for you this week is that you would ask questions. That you would be okay with the answer. And whatever answer that you receive, that you'd be faithful to God even after that. Yeah, this is weighty. I don't want you to listen. Church is not a 30-minute sitcom. I'm not giving you a solution at the end of this. I'm just giving you questions you need to ask. I'm giving you tools that you need to, to, to work with. Right? There's no laugh track. <laughs> There's no laugh track. Because I want to equip you to walk out this journey. I want to equip you to walk out your, your relationship with Christ. And sometimes God can solve something as easy as like that, just in a moment. And sometimes he just wants you to be faithful and walk with him. And there's no answer to that. There's only experience. There's only relationship. Let's pray. Father says in your word that your eyes are on the righteous and that you hear the brokenhearted and that you are with us in the toughest of times. Lord God, out of the book of Habakkuk, we see that he's going through a similar time that we went through. God, we're going to be asking a lot of questions this week and you, you, you may be given a lot of answers and you may not answer, but God, help us to be faithful. Help us to be that's where the enemy likes to jump in and say, oh, if he's not answering you or he's not listening to you, he 
He's not, he doesn't care about you, and we know that's not true. So Holy Spirit, right now, in each and every person who views this, and each and every person who watches this, I pray right now that in the name of Jesus that you keep them faithful. That when the enemy comes in and tries to lie to their minds, that you remind them in their heart that you brought them through so many things and that you're faithful so that we're faithful. We love you and thank you. And everyone said, amen. amen. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for being on here with us. Thank you for tracking along with us. Um, again, stay, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Like, share, comment. Guys, you never know who you're encouraging with this. Um, there's a lot, people are asking a lot of questions right now, and you may share this, and this is not an answer for them, but this may get them in the right direction, right? I'm not here to give answers, but I'm here to just point you in the direction, and that's in the direction of Jesus. That's what this is all about. Whoop, crushed it. This is all about pointing you in the right direction. Maybe you can help someone else and push them in the right direction, like, hey, this is where I started. I'll let you know where I end up. Again, Connect with us, pioneerchurch.com. All of the stuff is there to connect with us. We want to connect with you. We know little coffee shops and things are opening right now. We know Zoom is available. We know we can have phone calls, so connect with us. We want to connect with you. We're excited for when we get back in the building. It's going to be our homecoming. It's going to be a homecoming series. There you go. I like that one. We're going to roll with that. Guys, be generous. Give. You know, Tasha, Tasha spoke about it. Give generously. I can say throughout this pandemic, like, we God has been taking care of us because I've just been faithful in our giving. And whatever happens, if when you're faithful, God is faithful. And sometimes things go bad to worse, and God is faithful. He will turn it around. I love you guys. Be the blessing this week. Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Church Podcast. Let's go one step further. Subscribe and share this podcast with family and friends and see how this word changes their life. At Pioneer, we believe in journeying together. If you want to support this ministry, go to pioneerchurch.com give to continue to help us to reach people for Jesus. Thank you again for listening and God bless you.